Now we are going to discuss the big money funding the lawsuits challenging President Biden's plan to eliminate up to $20,000 in student debt. 98% of people who would receive assistance live in areas making under $75,000 per year, according to More Perfect Union. You've probably heard that one case was filed by six Republican-controlled states, and the other case was filed on behalf of borrowers. Now, some media outlets are digging a bit deeper, saying that that case was brought by the Job Creators Network, but that's where it tends to end. So we are going to go deeper. The Job Creators Network is an extreme right-wing donor network. Today's guest, Maddie Clifford, is Deputy Press Secretary with the Debt Collective, and she follows the money. She's found that the people who are funding this network include the Federalist Society, the Mercer Family, the Koch Network, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the National Restaurant Association, former Home Depot CEO Bernie Marcus, who's worth almost $9 billion, organized the Job Creators Network in 2010. He gave the group almost $4 million over the past decade. Maddie Clifford is Deputy Press Secretary with the Debt Collective, an organization for debtors and allies founded in the, the aftermath of Occupy Wall Street. Hi, Maddie. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, in a video for More Perfect Union, you lay out the corporate-backed right-wing network funding these lawsuits. The Supreme Court heard the cases on Tuesday. And as you say, the media has been all over President Biden's plan to eliminate up to 20 grand in student debt. But there's one critical piece they've left out of the coverage. Who is funding the lawsuit against it? Why is this the case, Maddie? Because I searched high and low. And a few mention the Job Creators Network, but very few. I couldn't find one that follows the money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing people need to know, no matter what happens, uh, Joe Biden's uh, student debt relief program is completely legal. And what they were just essentially discussing at the Supreme Court on February 28th was whether these lawsuits have standing. So which in legalese, that basically means why do you care? And like, how are you harmed by the lawsuits? So the plaintiffs have to argue that they've been harmed. And both of these, all of the lawsuits have been bogus, but these two lawsuits in particular are really just completely bogus from the start. So um, first of all, it's if you think about standing too, it's it's almost as if like, you know, a friend loaned you $20 and you asked, hey, do you need this money back? And they said, no, it's fine. But the other person, a random person is like, no, that interaction harms me. So that's their that's their argument, <laughs> both of the lawsuits. But one of the lawsuits in particular, it looks like it's individual people, right? There's one a woman named Myra Brown, but she's really a patsy. And behind her is the Job Creators Network. But even Myra Brown, like she's, she's arguing that because her private loans are not getting canceled, then the whole entire program should should be killed for everyone, which also makes absolutely no sense. So it's all really indicative. If you look, get a bird's eye view of everything, um, you're you're seeing that it's funded by right wing billionaires. You're seeing the other lawsuit is is brought by Mohila, which is basically a student loan servicer saying, oh, boohoo, we're not going to be able to profit if people are freed from their loans. These are the lawsuits and they shouldn't even have been brought to the Supreme Court. And that's what we should really be working worried about that they're even being brought to the Supreme Court. Well, in the case of Myra Brown, uh, The Intercept reported in November 
that she opposes the student debt forgiveness program, apparently, but had a PPP loan forgiven. Uh, She's one of two plaintiffs in the Texas lawsuit. She owns Desert Star Enterprises, which appears to be a sign-making business, according to The Intercept. And they were granted a $48,000 loan, of which almost all was forgiven on April 27, 2022. Exactly. And so basically all of these people, they believe in in uh, government handouts when it comes to like government subsidies for these billionaires, when it comes to PPP loans, which we know overwhelmingly went to the wealthy people who had the means to pay it back. Um, they were awarded these these PPP loans. Um, I'm so many conservatives. Right. And but at the same time, they're saying, well, but this this is harming me that other people are receiving relief. And so what we're seeing really is honestly the fact that we we have a very conservative judiciary, and so this this judiciary is is overseeing cases that really should be relegated to the political sphere. They shouldn't even be this shouldn't even be up for debate. I'm guessing that a lot of people have never heard of this nice sounding group called the Job Creators Network. What did it take for you all to follow the money and find out who's behind this Job Creators Network? Well, it was wonderful to join with uh, More Perfect Union because they did an excellent job of researching all the different players. Um, we have the Koch brothers. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, Bernie Marcus is another person, Ron and Rebecca Mercer, who in particular are mega, do- mega donors to uh, white nationalists. And they have helped Steve Bannon be put into power. So these people are really, really evil. Honestly, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. And it's it's really indicative of who the people that stand to benefit if people are stuck in loans, if people are cemented and and having to pay back these loans for for decades, if not their entire lives. You point out that the Retail Industry Leaders Association gave almost five million to the group since 2012. The National Restaurant Association threw in a hundred thousand dollars, and these groups are then funded by corporations like Walmart, Home Depot, Dollar General, Starbucks, Olive Garden, Applebee's, and Disney. So, I, the question is: I mean, we know the answer to a point, but what are your thoughts? Why do these corporations and billionaires? Why are they spending money? to ensure that people do not eliminate twenty up to $20,000 in student debt? Well, I think for me, I, I owe over $120,000 in student loan debt, and it's it's really a debilitating feeling. I spoke um, in front of the Supreme Court about how it feels like an anchor, and it has really impeded upon my ability to dream, my ability to navigate my career. And also as a Black woman, it also affects the way I, uh, what I'm able to earn. So for a lot of Black borrowers in particular, it's a catch-22 because we can either accept low wages by not having a degree, or we go into debt in order to get a degree. So it's, it's, it's essentially a poverty tax. That's what student debt has become. It's extremely predatory. Um, it just really, and it affects entire families. And so a lot of billionaires, a lot of rich people are invested and in not only keeping us burdened by the financial um, ruin that is caused by, by student loan debt, but also the psychological uh, depression, the fear. I mean, this is like affecting so many working class people. Um, most teachers at this point, the average teacher is, is graduating owing over $50,000 in student loan debt. And this, there are also people that are saying, well, you got a worthless degree. And what we're saying now is like, well, 
people that are becoming social workers, people that are becoming journalists, you know, like, because those wages aren't necessarily super high, we're saying, well, those people, you know, they don't deserve to, to be able to be out of debt. And so a lot of folks are invested in keeping, keeping people in debt. And I think that's why we need to work so hard. And that's why we do work so hard at the debt collective to, to fight for full student debt cancellation. That has always been um, what we've been fighting for. And if this plan gets struck down by, by the Supreme Court, which Biden isn't even sure if it's it's going to go through, then the Biden administration has all means to to pursue other ways to get this relief to the American people. They can use the Higher Education Act of 1965, for example. That gives them, the uh, the Secretary of Education, the authority to not collect on the debt that's owed. So if the federal government can issue a debt, they can also not collect on it. Right. So there's a lot of things that I think the American people don't really realize when it comes to student loan debt. It didn't even used to exist. This student debt crisis we talk about, we talk about its personal responsibility. But really, at the end of the day, it's very bad policy. It didn't exist in the 1950s and 60s. It doesn't have to exist in the future. And that's what we're fighting for. Maddie, in our remaining minute, what are your thoughts about why we are not hearing about the Job Creators Network and the funders. I mean, I listened to many NPR pieces on this case. I'm reading, I read a Fortune piece, Washington Post, CNBC. There's so many. Some of them mention the Job Creators Network and they call them a conservative advocacy group, but I I still can't find one piece that follows the money. Why do you think that is? Well, unfortunately, there's not a lot of journalists that are covering it. And our media is also really (laughs) controlled by people with a lot of money. And that's why KLW is so amazing. Um, And also, you know, we need to talk about the fact that student debt worsens already existing racial disparities and people are don't want to talk about that aspect as well. Um, It's no coincidence that the Supreme Court is hearing this case um, at this around the same time when they're going to potentially bring an end to race race conscious admissions. So these are all issues that are happening interchangeably and folks are just not talking about it. Even when we talk about debt, we don't even use the term debt forgiveness in the debt collective. We talk about debt cancellation because there's nothing to be forgiven for. Nobody did anything wrong. And I would really, really encourage people to do their own research and really go out there and find the information. A really important film that um, the Debt Collective recently put out is called Freedom Dreams, Black Women and the Student Debt Crisis. Um, that, that features Nina Turner, my friends, Dr. Rochelle Brooks, Dr. Shamel Bell, Shah Noor, and Eris jo- we Jordan. Will- We'll definitely link to that. And and Maddie, I'm sorry, we're out of time, but huge thanks to you at the Debt Collective and More Perfect Union for following the money. Maddie Clifford, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. I'm Rose Aguilar. It's your call.